0: hi hello i'm julian and i'm tom we're team binge thank you for joining us for episode six of the last of us this episode is called kin as our name team binge says we watch each one of these episodes weekly we only watch (laughs) one episode of tv a week uh, thus binging each show that we talk about so (laughs) thank you for joining us Hopefully you are enjoying the journey from Boston to Wyoming. I'm sorry, 12 miles outside of Boston to (laughs) Wyoming. Uh, It's been a journey for us all. Tom, we start each one of the last of us with those of us talking about who (laughs) you of us enjoyed this episode. So from the top, talk to me man what did we think of episode six ken
1: i very much enjoyed this episode even though this one was filled with zero infected it still had uh, a lot of amazing character development and finally getting to meet back up with tommy i thought was very emotional and i think from a gamer's perspective for those who played the video game like this episode had probably one of the most famous scenes with Ellie and Joel kind of confronting each other or at least Ellie confronting Joel like if he actually cares about her you know it's incredibly powerful in the game and we'll get to it here in this episode but I think just as much if not even more powerful here in this one so really cool episode a lot of things that stay pretty close to the game with some stuff that they kind of tweak a little bit but I'll kind of hold some of that a little bit close because I think they kind of make some hints throughout about what might happen in uh, kind of Least the Last of Us 2, the second game, and what might happen for season two. But again, I'll kind of try to keep that spoiler free. Wonderful.
0: Yeah, this is the episode where we meet back up with Tommy. They finally make it to Wyoming and the wooden fort that we all built out of Lincoln Logs as kids. (laughs) You mentioned that there are no infected in this episode, and I would say, Tom, that there are people in this episode that are infected with something more dangerous than whatever the weird fun guy is in the game. These folks are infected with communism, Tom. Communism.
1: I knew you would say that.
0: Don't let it infect you or I or us. It should be every man for himself, and whoever's got the most wins. Thank you. That's what this country was founded on. Bunch of hippies living in there.
1: <laughs> commune. <laughs>
0: commune. Acting all communisty. Anyways, um, man, I hope our editor leaves all that out. Yeah. I'm sorry, leaves it all in. If he doesn't, communist. <laughs> all right, let's dive into it after I've gotten fired up and my grandpa rolled around in his grave a little bit. did we really need to be reminded of the suicide that's how this episode starts they're just like hey remember how sad it was watching sam and henry not make it in the last Mm -hmm. one guess what the last of us is gonna make us sad one last time and here it is a suicide why'd they do that did they need to do that i feel like it was powerful enough um yeah, for those of I mean, us that are not binging it even though once again our name says we are uh, why did they remind us Tom explain it I to feel, me like I, i'm I mean, 5 <laughs>
1: All right you've got a lemonade stand Um but <laughs> I mean i don't know the idea that this episode is named Ken and you know that's what happened in the last episode where these brothers i i would he imagine himself mean. in the head <laughs> he can I would imagine the main reason is because we have a big time jump here. So they want to just make sure that, you know, even though this is three months later and it kind of goes into winter and the snow country and everything, that the audience still understands that this is kind of like, I guess, a kind of a fresh rune, especially for for I was going to say just for Ellie. But I think it is just as much for Joel. So it's obviously a very powerful scene and very hard to watch. And I wasn't thrilled to go back to it at the start of this one. But I think I understand probably why they did.
0: Yeah, I don't know that the freshest wound is from Ellie and Joel. The freshest wound in that scene is... (laughs) Never mind. Uh, I'll move on. We're in snow country. And like you said, it's three months later. We're 12 miles outside of Boston. So they've made it two miles uh, since episode one or two. Whenever it was they showed us that creek bed. Uh, The creeks are getting wider with more water in this episode, which, uh, it was beautifully shot, right?
1: It's just incredible. Like, one of the big things in the game is, like, you go through seasons, so once, like, this part in the video game, um, the salmon and uh, Henry storyline kind of hits, then you do this cut where it jumps forward quite a bit, and I think, I don't know if it says winter or spring, whatever the time frame is on it, but... It's just a cool like video game kind of thing to show the characters move not only in time but through the long journey that they're on because obviously they are traveling across the country so it makes sense that they would hit all these different seasons and my gosh like all the landscapes the cinematography the wide shots everything just looks so cool and it just puts these characters in a completely different world it's awesome.
0: Yeah, no, it's great. And so in this show there's four seasons, is that correct?
1: Uh four seasons in a movie, yeah.
0: Four seasons in a movie. What's your favorite season, Tom, of the four seasons?
1: Uh, springtime, man. Flowers blooming, birds singing. Sure. I don't know. Other things of spring. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Makes sense. I'm assuming you're a cold-hearted winter guy, right?
0: I don't like any of them. Um, <laughs> we stumble upon a cabin where it looks like some people have been living the good life, uh, killing rabbits, I don't know, harvesting snow, uh chopping wood just like everyone would want to in this situation and the bow hunter arrives back to his house and we get the eye exchange where we know they know something's (laughs) up which we know something's up because Mm -hmm. this is the last of us and us are watching
1: well, the way they filmed this, they filmed it with the back to the character. So you almost thought for a second here that this was Joel coming back to the house because it was a three months later they told us that. So they kind of played a little fast and loose to, to start. But these people are fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I never had any doubt that that was not Joel. Very okay. different build. So I'm sorry that the show tricked you. But for those of us with sharp eyes and detective skills, you're letting it slip, my friends. since the after party. Oh, gumshoe Tom, no longer. <laughs> Joel is holding this nice family hostage, as Joel is wont to do. Ellie, with her gun in the upstairs loft, also an accomplice.
1: Who's this little psycho?
0: <laughs> who's this little psycho is a great line. She called, She's like, they're like a thousand, which was great. The husband, which I don't know that we learn these folks' names, but the husband, who's played by Graham Greene, uh a actor that we've seen in a ton of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um more not more recently, but most popular being what? Last of the no. Uh what was it?
1: Yeah, I think it's in Last Mohicans, right?
0: No, 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 no. no Dances I'm getting with those Wolves, mixed up. Tom. We made this we made this mistake earlier. It's Dances Sorry. with the Wolves, he's from. You started it yeah green
1: mile wind river i think and even makes mention i think of wind river like they're on the wind river wind river reservation and just a plug for that movie with jeremy Renner and elizabeth olsen it's a very difficult movie to watch but incredibly incredibly well done and i would recommend that giving that a go
0: yeah you can watch it once if you watch it more than one time i'm concerned uh john barenthal's in it mm-hmm. uh and uh it's another taylor sheridan Kind of along the lines of um, Hell or High Water, which is a wonderful movie that you should watch lots and lots of times. But yeah, Wind River. Watch it at least once. Be sad and never watch it again. A lot of funny dialogue here. Uh, you made them soup, which was a great was a great <laughs> line. She's like, "It's yeah. cold I made outside." Them, <laughs> it's cold outside. Um, just some her quips from Ellie. Yeah,
1: yeah. Ellie's great, but like, yeah, this lady's delivery is just so great. Just. In the chair, all of it is just like eye movement, face movement, very soft and subtle with her words, but great. Like Ellie uh, talks about the firefly. She's like, there are firefly people?
0: Yes, and then they (laughs) both start laughing. They're just like, they're having a great time at the expense of of Joel and Ellie. They don't seem to be that afraid to be held at gunpoint. Mm -hmm. Uh, They try to warn them off about going uh, west. He's like, the best way is west is east don't go west of the river and joel's Mm -hmm. like listen i don't know how old you are but you can't go west by going east so please explain (laughs) um but yeah there's apparently some stuff happening over the river that no one wants any part of
1: Mm -hmm. and of course the assumption is there's infected or there's something else going on but we learn later that's not necessarily the case (laughs) it's it's communism (laughs) yeah but i love the line here where she kind of says like I don't know, is this something more ominous? And Ellie's like, you can't scare me. And she looks at Joel and it's like, well, I scared him because he definitely is. Like he's afraid of what could have happened to his brother, I guess.
0: Sure. Yeah, I didn't didn't know how to read into this. I just know that Joel goes outside and has some sort of panic attack. We call those Ted Lasso season two attacks. Um, (laughs) Panic attacks should not be story devices or plot lines, but I guess... I guess they're building towards some choices that Joel makes later in this episode. Mm-hmm. You you gave your take on this episode, and you didn't ask me mine, which, selfish Tom, selfish, <laughs> selfish Tom. I'm like Ellie.
1: I'm selfish in these instances. Selfish. Where I'm not concerned about you dying. I'm concerned about if you die, then I'm dead. I'm screwed.
0: Sure. Sure. <laughs> selfish Tom. But Julian...
1: What did you think of this episode?
0: Loved it. No notes. Didn't have any issues. It was all great.
1: No, my, there were some
0: choices that Joel made in this episode that I thought were uncharacteristic. And I see mm-hmm. like that they are trying to build towards him being so scared. But I just... I don't know. I, we'll get to it when we have that moment in the episode. Mm-hmm. But these... I thought maybe he had like heart palpitations in terms of we were going to find out he has some sort of like disease, Um, but they're pitching it as more of like a fear panic attack thing as as we Mm -hmm. go on. So I don't know. We'll get to it. And this
1: is, no, you're you're right. I mean, this is new to the game.
0: All right. You don't need to say anything else. (laughs) Write it down. Chot down the minute. Tom said you're right, man. Is there there a sweeter phrase in the English language than you're right? Where's my spouse? Can you say it
1: again if I bring her in here? I will not. Uh, All right, go ahead. I interrupted you. I'm
0: sorry I interrupted you. Go ahead. The second sweetest phrase in the U.S. language. That's what we call it, right? Go ahead.
1: Sorry, Tom. <laughs> no, you're good. But this is due to the game. So I- I'm with you. Like, when he first started doing this, I'm like, oh, are they kind of giving him a little bit of, like, some sort of disease or, or condition or something that he kind of has? But I think it's just kind of like Ted Lasso did. It's it's a means to kind of show visibly, I guess, on screen that there- our character is scared. But I think ultimately he's he's kind of scared for both because what we find out later is that he's scared – to the point that he cannot protect Ellie, um, and that he potentially lost his brother. So I think both of these are kind of coming to a head because he seems to realize that he doesn't have it in him to keep her safe.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that's both... Yeah, his choices later are both like selfish and unselfish, you Mm -hmm. could argue both sides, but... I don't know. I'll save all my thoughts until we get there. Once again, love this episode. No notes. But when we get to that (laughs) point, I'm going to have a lot of notes. Awesome. They're trying to cross the River of Death, which I'm assuming is its uh, name that it was given before time. Um, (laughs) They share a flask of... I wanted this to be water. I thought it would have been funny if she was like, (laughs) it's just water. But that's been done in other shows. Um, But... Her response to drinking, I don't know, moonshine? Who knows what they have in this world? <laughs> Although this communist, uh, communist commune has a pretty sweet bar <laughs> that we find later. So I'm interested to know what alcohol production is going on in this world.
1: Yeah, they're probably just still on their own. But, yeah, I, I love that Ellie, like, not only grabs it and says, like, yep, still gross, but she kind of, like, uses the lie that, like, I don't know somebody well older than her would say, like, hey, I need it just to, you know, just to get myself warm, standing yeah. by a campfire. <laughs> it was pretty good dialogue.
0: Right, right. Knock the chill out of these bones. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you, Ellie. As an Arizonan, I need this whiskey to knock <laughs> the chill out of the air when it's 120 degrees. <laughs> she asks, I don't know, we're we're to the point where we're talking about when this is all going to be over, and maybe it's the optimism of a child. I didn't really know how to look into this too much mm-hmm. farther than that. But she's like, what are you going to do? What's your retirement plan when this <laughs> is all over? And Joel's like, I'm going to raise sheep. <laughs> and she's like, huh, okay, that's normal.
1: <laughs> yeah, he just wants, he wants a ranch, he wants quiet, and he wants somebody that will do what they're told, which is kind of good. But then it kind of cuts back to Ellie, and, and she starts doing all this stuff about, you know, I've been reading all these books, looking to the stars, see the moon. And I, I love this little bit, too, where she mentions, like, Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong, Jim Lovell, but then mentions, like, you know who I love the most. And before she even says it, Joel answers it, which I thought was Brilliant, right? Because it just shows that Joel knows and understands Ellie at this point, like because they've been together for so long, knows that her answer is Sally Ride, one of the first kind of female astronauts and watching or watching some like after stuff about the show and Neil Drunkman, the guy that made the video game and created it and wrote it. Said that this was actually an additional tie-in to the lead actress that played, uh, did the voice work and um, motion capture for Ellie, Ashley okay. Johnson, okay. and she's like a huge fan of space. So Neil Druckmann wanted to like incorporate that into the game and have it part of kind of the storyline. So it's kind of cool that they're introducing that here as well.
0: So Ellie's dream is to be an astronaut. She she thinks the world's going to clean itself up after this thing <laughs> enough to build rockets. Or are we thinking it's, like, that guy that thought the earth was flat and he built his own rocket that eventually killed him? Is that, like, <laughs> are we building, like, backyard rockets, like those two old men and that lion and Billy Joel Osman? I don't know if that's what that movie was about, but I know there was a lion in it. No, 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 I got one better. It's the one where uh, the guy that's the marshal that chases down Wesley Snipes uh he then builds a rocket at his farm and he's like the farmer space guy right
1: i do not know are you talking about demolition man i don't know these are all
0: movies these are all movies um tommy lee jones builds a rocket at his farm and shoots it into space which is what you do with rockets you don't shoot them into the ground that would be crazy um, like
1: space cowboys. All the old guys at geriatrics go into space.
0: Yep. That's another space movie Let's just name space movies for the next hour.
1: Armageddon. Armageddon. Deep impact.
0: Ah, you've done it and that's all of them. Prometheus. <laughs> Anyways, I will right, well, um, have to
1: ask I have to ask you now. So what what is your post apocalyptic retirement plan?
0: My post apocalyptic retirement plan number one finish hooked on phonics it's been a dream of mine that i've just never had time to do but i will uh my second is i would probably be like the blind guy from the book of eli where i would uh i guess have a bible and cut people with a big machete and take it from place to place is that his name in the in the movie
1: pretty sure is there a book of eli in the bible
0: I'm going to go with no. That doesn't sound right. Although, if you told me every book of the Bible was called Eli, I mean, it's tough to deny. It sounds like a biblical name. But no, I don't think there's a book of Eli in the. There's certainly a character. I think uh, Elisha and Elijah, they both called Eli for short. That was their street name.
1: I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to know he's blind in that movie. So, spoiler alert. That movie
0: came out 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, I don't think. I mean if they've had their chance. Guess what? Guess what? <laughs> I'm gonna spoil it too. Denzel Washington's the main character. A yashaka. alright? <sighs> Anyways, we got way off track. Um what's your post apocalyptic retirement plan? And don't say it's my companion as we take the Braille Bible from place to place. Spoilers.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure what I would do. I would uh I don't know if I'd survive in a cabin in the middle of the woods. I don't think I have it in me. I think I've proven on the recent camping slash hunting trip that we went on that I am not capable of surviving on my own. So I will just find a nice corner, like one of those uh, clickers, and just absorb myself into a wall. Tom is uh,
0: <laughs> Tom is not giving himself the credit he deserves. He only cut himself several times before we even <laughs> got on the trip. Um, but that's neither here nor there. He would certainly be able to take care of himself. He's the only one that spotted the animal we were. Trying to chase down. So he's got eyes like a hawk, that guy.
1: Listen, I did my part.
0: Yep. And then that animal disappeared on us. We have gone <laughs> off the rails, my friend. We during this conversation where we're talking about astronauts and building rockets on farms and Tommy Lee Jones, Ellie starts to question whether or not like they are going to be able to put together a vaccine if her blood mm-hmm. is the cure. And she then And this is kind of a sad but touching moment. She confesses that she knew Sam had been infected. She tried to save him with her blood. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Joel kind of comforts her. And he's like, listen, there's a lot that goes into a vaccine. Um, I'm not going to go into anything more about vaccines because we'll get that little warning label on Spotify about (laughs) getting educated. But it is what it is.
1: He says specifically that Marlene is smart enough and understands. So he trusts Marlene and said, like, if it can be done, then, you know, she would know about it. So gives her a little bit of hope here.
0: Sure, sure. We discuss who's going to take first watch, second watch, third watch, which I believe was a show on NBC. And I don't know why he thinks he can stay up all night and all day, but Joel's (laughs) like, listen, I'll take both watches Uh, and she's like yeah you have two wrists but how anyways the (laughs) what doesn't make any sense is you can't stay up all night and all day and like function Mm -hmm. like a normal human being so he inevitably falls asleep and she takes second watch and you have this wonderful moment where uh, he wakes up and he's like give me the gun she's like I took second watch you fell asleep (laughs) on me I'm a natural she's Mm -hmm. like I checked my six, I went four clicks out, <laughs> I tasted the wind, I went and looked at the droppings on the ground, found out where the buffalo herd was by tasting it. Oh, gosh. Um, just like that one movie, Almost Heroes. And she's a natural at standing watch, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, and I think it mirrors kind of what, you know, with Joel falling asleep, saying he would take both watches, almost mirrors the idea that, She was supposed to stay awake, I think, when she promised Sam that she would. And Joel kind of did the same thing here. He fell asleep when he said he was going to take both. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But we do get a little bit of, like, um, Joel mumbling in, in his sleep, which Ellie actually mentioned in the very first episode when they first met, when he's kind of taking a nap on the couch. But if you listen to it or I think you have the subtitles on, he's, like, mumbling to himself, it's supposed to be me or it was supposed to be me. Which again, like it's heart wrenching watching it a second time because you know that's him putting the blame on himself, um, not just Sarah, not just um, Tess, but you know, the other people that he's lost in his life and you know, feels that he let them down.
0: Hmm, interesting. I did not, I played it backwards to see what it said backwards, <laughs> uh, which was pure Diva N- So, Yeah. Did you, did you really just do that? Did you <laughs> off the cup do that backwards?
1: No, Ivan Yetnyaz is joined the navy backwards. Oh,
0: oh, oh, that's <laughs> <Some> right. <sense. laughs> From yeah, LT Smash, Lieutenant LT Smash, that's right. I got gotcha. you. All right, good for you. I thought you had some weird ability. You always have weird <laughs> talents, Tom, and I thought that was another weird talent. We are then at the river and does he shoot a round off just to see if people show up? There's like a weird gunshot, and I was like, I thought maybe he was hunting, but he instead is just Cranking off rounds over rivers, which I'm pretty sure is illegal, but
1: whatever. Yeah, it seemed like a bold play. I don't know if he's looking for infected, because I didn't say infected, so I'm assuming he's looking more for sheep, I guess, around the area. Or, or not sheep, sorry. <laughs> i got a sheep farm on the mind. Yeah, sheep uh, on the for, brain. <laughs> looking for uh, raiders and other guys like that. So, I mean, I guess they were talked up so much about this river being dangerous that he's just trying to spook something up. Definitely spook those birds.
0: Sure. Maybe he shot the river. He was like, take that river of death. (laughs) And uh, Ellie's like, all right, you need to sleep more. I'll take both watches. Uh, She's like, teach me how to hunt. He's like, I think you'd be fine with the shooting. You proved it when you shot that one kid in the face, but you'll probably have trouble with the dressing. And they have a discussion of why calling it dressing after you down an animal or like field dressing, I guess, is what they're getting at.
1: She's got a very fair point. I mean, it is undressing from the inside, so I'm, I'm with her.
0: Yep, yep. I don't know where that comes from. But we damn, run into a damn that is then cause for puns. And I do appreciate <laughs> yeah. the callback to the joke book, whatever that guy's name is, Will Livingston. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. You're no, Lil- You're no Will Livingston. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But then he had, does the same little bit about, like, it's electricity. She, she kind of looks up at him, like, are you going to explain how this all works? He's like, I don't have a clue. Yeah, which is don't great. ask. <laughs> it's yeah. like the siphon. Uh, but this is ultimately, this is kind of a call to the video games, because this is where you actually meet and run into Tommy and Maria in the games. They're the ones that are kind of fixing the dam, so it's a little bit uh, earlier in the kind of timeline, if you will.
0: Sure, sure. I'll go in and bleep out all the times we've said "damn." because this is a <laughs> yeah, podcast for children, all right? And they shouldn't know how water is held back, all right? It's held back by a bleep, and yeah, that'll confuse some. Good luck, children. This is then where, speaking of good luck, this is where they're caught by the Yellowstone ranchers. Um, Costner slash Dutton rides up, and old Rip is there. Uh, looking all handsome and they don't use one of those red or green devices they use a dog to check Mm -hmm. whether or not he senses the virus and i could have took this as like this was a this was a bulk right dogs can't actually tell are they just they're trying to get them to confess is that what's happening here or can dogs actually smell infected
1: no, they can, and and they've proven it in the sh- in the series. So in the first episode, you remember where they had that dog that was kind of sensing the old lady was like staring at her while she was like sitting on the couch and kind of mid turn. So oh, I, think I the thought dogs- that's
0: because he was upset she didn't make chocolate chip cookies. She <laughs> made some oatmeal raisin garbage, and he and that's why he ultimately <laughs> ate her. <laughs>
1: But I do like that because, yeah, it, this is it's in-world. It's not just kind of kind of something they made up here because they didn't have the technology at their hands. So I thought it was kind of cool. Um, and I'll just say, like, clearly this dog is a very, very good boy, but it's terrible at its job.
0: Good boy, terrible at job. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's what you'd put on his little dog collar, sure.
1: Can't be more clear. Very good boy. Very good boy.
0: The people all have bandanas, like bandits, and they all have horses, like bandits, and (laughs) they take them to the Lincoln Log Fortress. Like bandits. Like bandits. (laughs) And that's where we find Tommy. Now, this is going to get confusing, because this character's name is Tommy, and your name is Tommy. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I think we should establish that we will call you Stupid and then when we refer to the character in the show, we'll call him Tommy. So okay. you can either be Tommy Two or Stupid. I'll let you choose. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take
1: Stupid. I'll wear it like a badge of honor. <laughs> I'll take the Scarlet oh, S, man, but it stands for Stupid.
0: That's the best joke I've ever, I've ever written. I wrote that several days ago, and I've been waiting <laughs> to use it until now. Wonderful. I,
1: i love this uh this meeting of them right like he gets this great big bear hug fantastic and like the way joel just like screams his name and then he kind of comes out so great and then i think joel's first line to him is like i came here to save you which is obviously hilarious right because i think even neil Druckmann said like he doesn't need (laughs) saving in this instance right like tommy is clearly thriving uh but joel just can't help himself like he is and still feels that he is his little brother's protector sure
0: no that's a great point stupid um <laughs> I can't do it, Tom. I can't do it. It feels so mean. I love you too much, buddy. Alright. Alright. I'm gonna let it go. I can't do it. Alright. Ellie and we have this weird thing where like Ellie, I guess, feels left out. They cut to her and she's making the sad Ellie face. Yeah. Which I guess what? The thought is she thinks she's gonna lose Joel to his real family? Like she's all he's had for a while, and and she's gotten his attention, and now she feels like it's going towards Tommy. Is uh, am I? Yeah, touching I think so. something. <laughs> I think you are stupid. Um, <laughs> no, doesn't work. <laughs> oh okay. no, there's no Julian in this show. There's no Julian <laughs> in any shows. It doesn't. No, doesn't but I work. think it.
1: It does. This is kind of like Ellie seeing joel like embrace real family and she doesn't feel or at least joel hasn't expressed even though joel probably does feel uh, or see ellie as kind of like a daughter and is a father figure to her hasn't admitted it or anything yet so she's just kind of in a, a tough spot and doesn't know how to feel
0: sure sure we get the uh, must have scene where they're eating their best meal of their lives <laughs> where they're all just scarfing yeah. down food And Ellie is some kind of something at this (laughs) lunch, brunch, whatever it is. She's like yelling at people. It was, yeah, it was off the rails.
1: Yeah, this is great. Like, again, just both her and Joel just shoveling food into their mouths. She yells at this uh, other girl kind of in the background looking at her. So she's clearly not doing a great job of making new friends. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to say much about this, but this, this scene specifically, and like her yelling at this girl and everything, this is kind of an Easter egg scene, uh, for those who have played the second game. So I'm not going to say kind of much about it, but for those interested folks that play the second game probably already know what this reference is, but I don't want to go too far into it. So I'm sorry okay. if that's very cryptic, but I just want to mention it here because I think it's a, a brilliant Easter egg placed by both, uh, Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann here.
0: No, you don't have to apologize. You can just rub it in our dumb faces that we haven't played the game. That's fine, Tom. Play the game, you, everybody. You and all of your second game friends, those of <laughs> us that can't even beat the first one. I haven't even gotten past the scene where you stretch the screen out to fit your television. It's so <laughs> difficult.
1: You're still look- wandering up and down the stairs as Sarah Yes. can't figure a- out where the door is.
0: That's exactly right. <laughs> I want my gun back, which is a great line for Ellie. Uh, <laughs> Ellie's like, she, she's like, I don't know, spoiled child, off the rails. I want my gun back. What's wrong with yelling at people? She's just like trying to pick a fight, and it's, I guess, kind of a lash out because she feels like she's gonna mm-hmm. lose Joel and Tommy, and these people are, these people are essentially taking Joel from her. I guess is what's happening. Well, there's
1: no, like, Emily Post in her world, right? Like, she doesn't really know all these, like, manners and mannerisms you're probably supposed to have. Like, Joel was very respectful and was calling Maria Ma'am and that kind of stuff. And even, like, I think at one point said, like, hey, mind your manners. But she does not really understand that in this world.
0: I'm sorry. Let's backtrack a little bit. There's no who in her world. Emily Post. Who's Emily Post, Thomas? Emily
1: Post? You don't know who Emily Post is? I don't know who
0: Emily Post is, but we can say her name several more times, Tom. (laughs) Who is Emily Post?
1: She's like the the book on etiquette. So like anything about like no elbows on the table, uh, which forks go in what spot. I don't know. I haven't read it. Clearly, I haven't read it. I don't have great manners, but she's a very famous etiquette or whatever they are. <laughs>
0: Interesting. I learned all my manners from the Old Testament. It's the only <laughs> book I need. Anyways, um, Maria, we find, is in some way related to Tommy. Tommy from the show, not Tommy from the podcast. And <laughs> the actress that is playing Maria is Rutina Wellesley. And I clocked her immediately because I watched, like, a season and a half of True Blood, but uh, me and my wife could not get past season two because I kept doing impressions of Bill the Vampire, and it made my (laughs) wife angry, and instead of getting divorced, we decided to stop watching the show. Um, Wise choice. So... Uh, but no, she's great. I, I, uh, I wish she was in more things. I don't know that I've seen her in a ton other than this and that.
1: No, I haven't either. And she's got a pretty small role on the greater schemes of this episode, but she is fantastic. I loved her. Uh, but I love this little bit too, where Tommy's like mentioning the idea of like a bad reputation doesn't mean you're bad. And then Maria's response is, not always, and just stares daggers at Joel, which is just such a great little bit because she feels she already knows Joel and is judging him based off of what uh, Tommy has told her her about him. Uh, So it's it's a great little little line to already establish that kind of, I don't know, tension between them.
0: Yes, it is. And we have this moment where the marriage is announced and... Congratulations. Alex likes congratulations. And Joel does not say congratulations. And I think this is a pretty strong establishment that, that Joel is is very racist, right? Is that what we're <laughs> is that what we're learning about Joel in this moment? No. I don't. I it's don't a real think tough so. time to say congrats. No, nope.
1: nope, I don't think so. I don't nope? think so. Okay. I think Joel's just a little bit uh, taken aback here.
0: Tommy on record, <laughs> Joel from The Last of Us, super racist. Write it down. <laughs> Let's all get him cancelled. <laughs> no, I, I think this is him realize like his brother has moved on and his mm-hmm. brother, you know, has found happiness and companionship. And this is going to complicate Joel, like taking his brother away from the Lincoln Log Fort, I think mm-hmm. is, is what's happening.
1: Right. Agreed. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: They start walking the Lincoln Log Town, and uh, Maria's kind of giving them the tour with Tommy. They're like, it's a lovely little town. You can't tell anyone about it, because there's (laughs) 300 of us, and we're all communists. And I like that Tommy finds out that this is communism for the first time. He's like, well, we're not communists. And she's like, yeah, this is literally a commune. And he's like, oh. And Joel kind of gives him a look like, Yeah. How's it it feel to be a communist? You didn't even know. And I think this is playing in towards like the the, um, Tommy being a joiner, like he just kind of joins and he doesn't really think about it. And um, I don't know. Out of all the things in the show, this was the most unbelievable part of the show to me that a group of 300 people could live in perfect harmony and share everything. You know, I've got a family of four and we fight over ice cream, so I don't really know that this is ever going to happen, but God bless them. I hope it works out.
1: It is interesting, like the the idea of this, and, and certainly from Tommy's perspective, not even really knowing or thinking about it, but I think in general, like certainly Americans and certainly you, like the word communism, you're just told and taught you need to hate it. Uh, yeah. But there are certain aspects that are good in a small civilization like this, a small community that shares what they're uh, the resources that they get. It works. It doesn't work on the larger scale, which I think we get a little bit later conversation when Joel and Ellie are kind of talking when they hit the road. Uh, but it, it was an interesting kind of realization that we get. Uh, but I do want to ask. So as they're doing the little walk and talking and, and learning about the town, there's a little bit that uh, Tommy talks about, like the rifle and how he could shoot somebody from a mile away or whatever it is now there was a lot of rifle talk and i want to go ahead and head to julian's rifle corner since i know you are an avid gunsman uh there were some words thrown around here that i didn't know what they meant and i would like to ask you he says still has his 700 what's a 700 julian uh
0: i believe it's a i mean it's a model i think a remington 700 is the model that he'd be talking about it's just like a hunting rifle
1: okay fair Then he mentions a variable power scope what's that
0: I assume variable power scope means it's a scope where you can adjust how much you zoom in and out. And Hmm. oh, julian's rifle corner is unassailable so do not at me or send me emails gun people are super weird about this stuff and i don't want to be corrected i don't care i do not care so julian's rifle corner is considerate. my lincoln log fortress none of you are allowed in i only put information out when i want to and if it's wrong i don't care next question tom
1: Uh, (laughs) thank you for that that clarification last one uh he says sub m o a what is
0: that moa stands for minute of angle it's like how you uh how you establish the accuracy of a of a rifle so like sub M O A (laughs) at a certain distance would be you could put a group of shots within uh, like a square inch uh, (laughs) is essentially what he's saying all he's using fancy words to explain how accurate he is and yes Funny because Joel calls him out later about it all yeah. being BS, which I thought was very funny.
1: He impressed Ellie. Ellie was super excited. It's like, can you teach me? So it definitely worked on her.
0: It worked on me too. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. And that has been Julian's Rifle Corner. <laughs> Do not email at me at teambingepodcast at gmail.com. I answer a lot of the emails. Tom answers them too. Julian's Rifle Corner, no questions will be answered or read. That's our official stance. Thank you. <laughs>
1: But then I think at the ultimately at the end of the sequence, um, Maria allows Joel and Tommy to kind of have a little one on one, little family time. And you, it's interesting here too, where you see Ellie kind of get scared. She like says, Jay, Joel, like don't don't leave me alone. Like I'm still, you know, frightened to be with these people. Even though everything seems nice here in this community, I don't want to be left alone here without you."
0: Listen, as a viewer, I kept like I kept expecting things to go weird in the town. I kept mm-hmm. expecting them to. Like, you know, if someone come in the middle of the night and grab them, someone to show up when they're trying to leave, uh, this world just kind of bakes in a level of paranoia that everyone mm-hmm. is kind of out to get everyone. So, you know, it's it's lovely that these 300 people have found a harmony together. But uh, when the next Lincoln fortress that's bigger than them comes and takes all their stuff, that's when they'll <laughs> be that's when they'll be sad. Anyways, the brothers toast at the bar once again. Beautiful bar, lots of uh, well-stocked alcohol, so everyone's living living pretty well here. And Joel's like, you got Christmas trees and bacon. It's pretty pretty decent setup. That's all. <laughs> that's all a man needs or woman needs. Speaking of woman, I didn't understand this part because Tommy's like, how's Tess? And he's like, oh, she's fine. You know, she's breathing. She's She's very much alive. And Tommy's like, You kept saying that, like <laughs> doubling down that she was still. He's like, Yep, she's still on this earth, still
1: eyes open,
0: can see things, conscious.
1: Still has that explosive uh, personality.
0: Yes. Explosive. Yeah, very good. Very good. She's a real firecracker, a real grenade. She's dead. I didn't understand why he was. <laughs> where he why he was i guess is he feeling out whether or not he can trust tommy is that what's happening here
1: i think it is right like he doesn't understand like we got that look in town talking about like not being on comms, so he gets that idea that tommy was holding some stuff back maybe a little bit and i think initially he's just trying to keep things relatively uncomplicated and he doesn't want to admit i guess at this point to tommy that that he's scared so he's kind of like taking all these things and i think the other idea too is like if he says tess is dead then he'd have to explain himself and more of what's going on with Ellie because he even says that at, that at one point too oh Ellie's just the daughter of some bigwig firefly that I've got to you know transport from A to B. sure sure
0: yeah it's never good when uh communist brothers don't comrades <laughs> I think they call each <laughs> other aren't uh are keeping secrets um if it's one thing that house of animals book taught me it's that you can't keep secret from your comrades If um, it's
1: one thing that the exotic dancer from The Office told me, is secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone.
0: That's profound. (laughs) Profound. (laughs) Uh, What a great character. (laughs) You may have already talked about it, and I may just not have been listening, but this is kind of where we find out that Maria kept Joel off the radio and messaging... I'm sorry, kept Tommy off the radio Mm -hmm. and from messaging Joel, and... Tommy's he's like listen we're just trying to keep the wrong people from finding out that we're here and Joel's like am I the wrong people and mm-hmm. this is a family meeting so inevitably <laughs> there's going to be some yelling and people getting upset we find out that they murdered people innocent people to survive which I think we kind of kind of mm-hmm. knew you know I think it's a little bit different when they both have to look each other in the eye and admit to what they did but Are there any rules in this world? There shouldn't be. I mean, (laughs) you should just be able to survive, you know?
1: Well, and Tommy's the one that admits it. Like, Joel just says, we did things to survive. And Tommy's like, no, we didn't just do things. Like, we murdered people to, to stay alive. And, you know, his points are very poignant here. It's like, there were other ways to survive, and that's what he's proving now. But he just said, like, we weren't any good at them. So they did what they could because that was their skill set. But now that he's kind of found a better way you know, he's, he's moving towards that direction. And at this point, I don't think Tommy, Tommy kind of thinks that Joel is still that guy and doesn't know that he's changed.
0: Sure. Sure. Tommy then plays the Trump card. And once again, Tommy from the show, not Tommy from the podcast, Tommy plays the, the <laughs> Trump card where he's like, guess what? I can't really do a whole lot. Cause I've got a baby on the way. And mm. Joel Joel gives them the exact reaction that every brother wants when they reveal they're going to have a kid. Uh, He's like, well, we'll see how that works out for you. (laughs) And Tommy calls him out, which is wonderful. He's like, that's all you have to say? That was rough. That was, uh, was real, real rough.
1: Well, and even I think the way that Tommy says it, like, you know, he tells him, like, I know that time might have stopped for you, but it doesn't do that for me. And again, that just is reminiscent of the watch that Joel has on his hand. He keeps the broken watch that stopped when Sarah died. Um, It's it's a heartbreaking scene. And I think right now, Joel is so cold because Tommy is going to have something that he can't, which is being a father. And it just takes Joel completely by surprise, and he doesn't know how to react outside of just being cold to his brother.
0: Yes, this was all very sad and deep. And uh, does he leave here and he has another panic attack? Is that what happens? Does he walk yeah, out? Yeah, he,
1: he walks out, kind of sees a Times Square. I think people either mess with the Christmas tree or all just kind of hanging out, Watch but he gets the ball a glimpse. Drop. yep. And uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Regis is out there. Did
1: and... I say Times Square? I meant Town Square.
0: No, <laughs> uh, you said Town Square, but I wanted it to be Times Square, the most <laughs> happening place on Christmas. <laughs>
1: But he, he kind of gets a glimpse, like he knows that Sarah's gone, but this is all just kind of coming to a head. And, and he sees the back of a of a woman that has a very similar hairstyle to Sarah, which is very kind of recognizable. And then even sees like a little girl coming up to, to her that has the same hair. So like Joel is kind of like seeing what this life could have been, you know, where he could have been a grandfather and could have seen Sarah grow up. But, you know, it's it just kind of hits him here and his uh, kicker can't take it. Ticker can't take
0: it. That is uh, a great, a great line. We cut to the house that Ellie is now in. She's out of the shower and she finds what I would like to refer to as a pee funnel that someone has given her. Am I touching something?
1: Well, now uh, we've we've had Julian's rifle corner. We're not going to go to Tom's menstruation corner. And I'm going to tell you all about Diva Cups. Are you ready?
0: no no sweet <laughs> lord i am not ready i you can't do this you have to put this stuff on the outline so i'm warned uh i shan't be blindsided uh, <laughs> What's Listen, about you to can happen? ask me
1: all the questions and feel free to reach out because I know nothing. My wife brought this up, but I do like the idea that this show, like, you know, deals with this, you know, women's menstruation in these, like, post-apocalyptic worlds because it's always just thrown away like it's no big deal, but women still have to deal with this kind of stuff, so kind of putting this on screen, I think, is kind of cool. Yes. I know, yes. <laughs> I know you have different thoughts.
0: No, I obviously think it's super cool and <laughs> I... Have always been pro more of it because I do not at all feel comfortable. I'm sorry, uncomfortable in this moment. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip where I said what I said. But moving on. this has on, been Tom's
1: Menstruation Corner. <laughs>
0: from Tom's Corner to she gets dressed. She's got all these sweet, cool clothes and she goes across the street and Maria's super cool. I like Maria a lot. Maria Mm -hmm. gives her a haircut. I do appreciate the talk about the jacket. She's like, it's really purple. And (laughs) she's, (laughs) what did she say? Like plum or eggplant, something like that? Yeah. (laughs) She cuts her hair. I do like how Maria's, Maria's super cool, but then she kind of turns into, hey, can you trust Joel? Which I'm like, I don't know. Joel has helped Ellie survive for the na- for the last, like, four months. I don't know. You can't really turn her with a haircut and a jacket, but mm-hmm. Maria doesn't know Ellie well enough. So we find out that Maria had a son, and this is chalkboarded over the fireplace, and this mm-hmm. is then where Ellie finds out about Sarah, right? Because she, uh, Joel had never mentioned Sarah, and this has not been brought up to her previously, correct?
1: No, absolutely not. And... It was never told specifically in the game like Ellie does kind of find out which leads to their kind of scene a little bit later where Ellie kind of confronts Joel about it but this is a really cool kind of addition from the game because Ellie does go off with Maria but you have no idea what their conversations are because you're obviously always playing as the character of Joel so I like this little extra bit but yeah Maria is kind of poking and prodding because she kind of knows from Tommy the kind of man that Joel is um, and even and Ellie is just going to bat for him like you know, do you know what he did? Like he killed innocent people. It's like, well, he doesn't kill innocent people anymore or the innocent (laughs) ones. (laughs) So like trying to justify it here, but I think it's, it's a poignant conversation. That's something we should kind of keep in mind of, of Ellie still going to bat for Joel, even after everything
0: that, that he's done. Right. Right. Maria's ultimate lesson is just be careful who you can trust. Mm -hmm. And we then cut to community movie theater time, and I, for the life of me, had no idea what movie this was. I don't think I've ever seen it. I didn't look it up. What movie is this, Tom?
1: This is The Goodbye Girl. It's a 1977 uh, movie with Richard Dreyfuss. It was apparently one of like, their earliest romantic comedies, and I think, I mean, obviously this is past our time, but I think some of the, the storylines kind of parallel what's kind of going uh, on through our characters in in this sequence and stuff, but I I don't know enough about it to to speak well to it. But I do appreciate that this is a community that still, like, appreciates the arts too, right? Like, they're still watching movies, they're gathering together, as opposed to everything just being survival, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I don't know. They're watching a movie called The Goodbye Girl. Are we appreciating the arts? It's not like they've got a bunch of Monets (laughs) out and they're all... (laughs) wandering around with glasses of wine going
1: hmm richard hmm. dreyfuss is a national treasure how dare you
0: richard Dreyfus is i'm pretty sure richard Dreyfus is like well known as being difficult and that's why no one wanted to work with him after a while but sorry that, that richard Dreyfus is catching strays on this podcast <laughs> uh i loved him in insert Richard. oh uh mr Just, holland's opus that's about uh, that's, about that's the best it. i can do Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of a jerk in that, if we're being honest. But yeah.
1: he's playing himself. He
0: writes that sweet opus. Joel gets some new boots, which Tommy brings him because Joel is in the process of resoling his boots. We see him duct taping <laughs> them at one point. But Tommy shows up with new boots. Tommy, once again from the show, not the podcast, apologizes. <laughs> uh, the Tommy from the podcast would never apologize never Uh, joel tells tommy he just starts spilling he's like hey ellie's immune i've seen it i've seen her bit like 12 times nothing ever happens to her (laughs) i bit her once she didn't even turn human um he's like i I, like tommy pulls it up he's like telling me the whole story and Mm. uh so they have brother story time And this is while we see Ellie has left the movie because she's not a Richard Dreyfus fan. She just knows (laughs) that he's a real jerk. And she wanders the streets looking for Joel. And uh, Joel is, you know, confessing how poorly he's, like, feeling the the heart palpitations, the fear. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, laying it out to his brother as to why he needs his help.
1: Yeah, we've talked about this before. This continues like Joel continues to focus only on his failures and not and admitting that he's afraid here, but not really and I guess I think a lot of people do this. We always focus on the things that we didn't didn't do as opposed to the things that he has done to keep Ellie alive and to get Ellie to this point. So, it's it's very tough and it's hard to see somebody be so critical and hard on themselves because so much of what has happened is not directly Joel's fault.
0: Tom, I appreciate that you revealed enough about yourself that you are saying you focus mainly on your failures. (laughs) I do want to point out there is a certain personality in the world that only focuses on what they did right and can't uh, evaluate what they've done poorly. Uh, And those people are obnoxious while (laughs) maybe mentally healthy. um, They are super obnoxious. I think there's a nice balance, you know? You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta evaluate what you've done wrong so that you can do better, but at the same time, you're right. It's good to reflect on uh, the things that you have accomplished and, and done well. This has been Ted Lasso Corner. Uh, <laughs> be positive, folks. Believe.
1: Not judgmental.
0: Yes, that's exactly right. Unless it's towards communism, because I know <laughs> Ted Lasso's not a communist. Despite his mustache, not a communist. <laughs> <sighs> to- Joel's explaining he's like listen Tommy you need to take Ellie you said the he does kind of trap him here he's like hey how mm-hmm. is the route to where the fireflies are in Colorado and Tommy's like easy cake I could do it in my sleep and Joel's like well <laughs> guess what buddy I need you to sleepwalk Ellie over there because <laughs> I can't do it uh, he, really, he really walked him into that one mm-hmm. but He's like, listen, you can't tell anyone about Ellie. You need to take her. It's the last thing I'll ever ask, mainly because you'll probably die doing it. I think, listen, (laughs) as an older brother, and I'm a terrible older brother. My brother will tell you that. All my brothers, (laughs) even my older ones, will tell you that. Terrible brother. Um, I think it's very weird to put all the responsibility on Tommy. Like, this is where, like, kind of the uncharacteristic part of Joel. and maybe I don't know maybe I'm giving him more credit I guess he didn't want to take Ellie in the first place Tess kind of forced him Tess mm-hmm. kind of pushed him along but like there's a for lack of a better word cowardice is the wrong word, but there is mm-hmm. a like he's making a comfort based decision here where it's going to be too much for him so he's t- he's putting it on his little brother and i I did not like this i I did not. I don't know am I being unreasonable here? Was this out of character, and maybe it's different for you because you know how this all goes, but I don't know was this a no, choice in the it's... game? Press square and Tommy <laughs> has to take her press triangle, and Joel has to go i, I no i I'm,
1: I'm no I'm with you I think it's a very very fair point like he's you know Joel's kind of trying to justify leaving this kid, and I think from joel's perspective he just he knows how much he was destroyed when Sarah was killed and now at this point Joel sees Ellie as or as a daughter as like almost a, a new replacement daughter and like well sorry replacement's a terrible word for that but you know a, a surrogate no, for I understood what, what you meant with it's a great it's a
0: great term I like it <laughs>
1: And he just can't bring himself to deal with that pain again of having to lose somebody else this close that he loves. I think it's tough. And and in the games, I think there is a little bit greater of like an age difference too, where Tommy's like a little bit younger, and would be a better suit to take Ellie and and finish this journey than it would be for him. But but I am with you, and I think that's a it's a fair point to bring up.
0: After having this conversation where I believe Tommy agrees to doing it, he Mm -hmm. goes, uh, Joel goes and and finds Ellie reading a journal. I interrupt you real quick. So before we get
1: into this scene, so this is probably one of the most famous scenes from the game. Uh, And the way they shoot this scene is nearly identical to the game. There's like a few tweaks to dialogue here and there, but Ellie sitting on the windowsill reading the journal uh, the wallpaper in the background, again, the dialogue, this is all ripped straightly from the game. And it was Craig Mazin's idea because of, of how much this scene sat with him as a uh, a gamer and playing the game. He wanted to to try to keep this as close to the original version that Neil Druckmann had created. So go ahead, lay us, on us.
0: Got it. She's reading a journal. She's like, is this what people cared about? The mall and clothes? <laughs> and we find out that she overheard the conversation between Joel and Tommy and she confronts Joel about it. And she's like, what are you so afraid of? I'm not her. I'm not Sarah. I'm sorry about her, but I'm not her. Uh, Everyone's left me, but you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm killing this scene right now. I don't know why I (laughs) was not uh, brought on to act this out, but it's a very like touching Ellie does a great job. The actress does a great job. I thought this was extremely harsh from Joel. He's like, you're not my daughter. We're going to go our separate ways. Like, to your point, like, if he's feeling... You mentioned he feels like she's a replacement daughter. Like, he does the exact opposite here in terms of he pushes her away, Mm which I didn't... I didn't understand... You know? No,
1: that's that's very fair. I think to me what really took Joel back is the mention of Sarah's name, right? Because he hasn't heard Sarah's name in mm. 20 years. So when he hears Sarah, like it just takes him completely off guard. And it's it's kind of the interesting dichotomy between these two characters where, and I think Craig Mason said it, Joel makes Ellie feel less afraid. Where Ellie makes Joel feel more afraid. Mm. Um, which which is just it's just heart wrenching then to watch this scene kind of play through with with that with that in mind and in the game you know the sequence ends with some action sequence right there's some raiders coming at the door and you have to fight them off but in the in the show here you have to kind of live with this scene and you have to see how Joel kind of reacts to this and kind of takes it in because he goes back to his room and you know he he probably is having second thoughts and he we even have some, like flashback sequences where he sees sarah and christmas and what life could have been potentially and and you know he's just trying to figure out kind of how to cope with it and joel's first reaction just like you did with his brother earlier is to be defensive and standoffish and you know almost run away
0: sure sure Two things I would like to say to that. One, you don't think in 20 years they run into a single person who's also named Sarah, and then the person's like, hey, my name's Sarah, and Joel gets like super misty-eyed and Desperado plays in the background, and Ellie's like, Joel, 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 and there's like three minutes of him just like looking off in the middle distance. The second thing is, do you think Joel is afraid because in this town he's surrounded by communists? (laughs) And that's been Julian's Communist Corner. Join me next time where we say the Pledge of Allegiance. Um
1: I do No, that that's that's great. I I do have to ask, like so from me watching this scene, like I got incredibly emotional, like a lot more emotional than I thought I would, in all honesty, watching this, because I I did recently replay the game and replay this part. And it was semi-emotional, I think, replaying this, but watching this be acted out. I'm interested from your perspective and what you know from the characters thus far. Did this kind of get you, get like kind of emotional and did you kind of really like kind of sense this or was it just kind of another another sequence for you?
0: No, unfortunately, I it felt, I didn't buy Joel's reaction. Like this felt okay. like, this felt like a story trying to force these two apart for like, for storyline or plot. I, I mm-hmm. just didn't understand. And I still kind of don't why he's like, no, we're going our separate ways. Like once again, this is one of those moments in a show where it's like, you two should say like four more sentences to each <laughs> other. And we may not end on bad terms. Like he should explain how he's feeling and why he's doing this. It, It's like, Hey, Tommy's younger than me. He's in better health. My chest hurts. You know, my arm's numb. Um, It constantly tastes like aluminum in my mouth. Like, I'm not (laughs) the guy to take you there, but my brother will keep you safe. Like, I feel like there's some things... Instead, he, like, lashes out with, you're not my daughter. We need to go our separate ways. You're going in the morning. Like, I
1: don't know. I think he did that, though, right? Like, that was all the preface to it. He he tried to, you know, reason and justify why Tommy is the better person to take you on this journey but none of that matters to ellie right like she doesn't trust tommy she doesn't know him even though he is a brother and probably in the back of her mind knows that tommy will do what his brother says and, and understands it but ellie is still so incredibly afraid of of losing seemingly the only person that has cared for him uh, or her in a very long time
0: sure i don't know i also was like okay well if tommy's going joel can go too you know three people on a horse that's not unheard of you know, the, the person in the middle is always warm and you just rotate <laughs> out. Not hard. I don't know.
1: There's a little bit more in the game where like Tommy is, he says he'll go, but he's kind of reluctant and Maria gets incredibly like upset about it because Maria finds out and, you know, Joel kind of comes in, which he does here in a bit, where he ultimately decides that he will stay with Ellie and kind of say, Tommy, hey, you can stay here, which is you know, from Joel's perspective, what he should be doing as a brother anyways. Not putting his brother into more harm, but to try to keep him protected now that he's got a family.
0: I agree. Yeah, I, the way this show is done, I constantly try and guess where it's going. But I was surprised Tommy didn't tell Maria what was happening. I was surprised Maria wasn't there with a bunch of dudes with guns in the morning. <laughs> like, there were a number of ways this could not have could have gone. Um, I did appreciate how it played out, though. Uh, Tommy yeah. comes and gets Ellie in the morning. She's already got her jan sport packed up. Um, Joel's at the horses and he's like, Listen, I came here to steal a horse thirty minutes ago and I just couldn't do it. And I do like how this how this plays out. He's like, You deserve a choice, but and she's like, Let's go and she throws the back, back to him. It's just like perfect Ellie. Like, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. let you finish your sentence. I there's no choice to be made here. I want mm-hmm. you. And I thought that was that was great. And so yeah. Joel and Tommy, Tommy from the show, not the podcast, hug. I don't know how I feel about how casually Tommy gives up this Remington 700, Um, but, you
1: know. (laughs) He's not giving it up, man. Joel asks, he asks specifically, hey, can I borrow this? So he'll bring it back.
0: Yeah, this is a real communist move, borrowing each (laughs) other's
1: guns. (laughs) Can we please head back to Julian's rifle quarter? Because once they get their guns and they hit the road, what do we got? We got some rifle practice. Tell me about this, Julian.
0: Yeah, but I—I I think I'm with you. I'd like this to be called Julian's menstruation rifle corner. I think that's <laughs> okay. a good, a good roundabout way. Just so we're all comfortable with saying that <laughs> word repeatedly, because Lord knows I am. But
1: yeah, <laughs> we love get comfortable. S- makes you, It's great.
0: <laughs> we get some rifle practice going on. It's pretty funny because she. <laughs> She does the thing that anyone that shoots uh, for the first time or or can't quite get it, they blame the instrument, they blame the tool, and she's mm-hmm. like, this rifle, something's wrong with it, it's not working, and then he he gives her some advice about like letting a breath in or holding it and all these mm-hmm. things, and uh, she's like, it doesn't work, something's wrong, <laughs> and then he takes it. And I thought they were gonna make him miss, and then him go, "You are right. This uh, there is something wrong with this rifle." Like that to me would have been funny. But yeah. to their credit, he hits, and uh, it's a very funny. They don't even like the, the way they shoot it. They you'd think they would show the target like blow up. That's how mm-hmm. most. <laughs> um or like get hit but they just focus on the characters because that's what mm-hmm. they care about like yeah. and her her reaction she's like you son of a, or whatever she says she's so upset <laughs> that he made it work it was great
1: yeah but i think the the creator of the show amazing craig bazin kind of talks about the idea of like nine times out of toll uh nine times out of ten joel misses or at least kind of comes close but on this specific instance like he hits the bullseye like perfect yeah. right in the middle uh and it's funny how You know, this is almost kind of showing his like super dad powers where, you know, instinctively dads have that thing of kind of being superheroes to their kids. And, you know, this is kind of Joel kind of showing off and almost making Ellie proud of him. And it kind of goes both ways. So it's kind of cool
0: yeah i was interested in in uh how much ammo is in this world because every time <laughs> you squeeze a trigger in our world it's like two dollars <laughs> um and so in this world i've got to think it's like 400 gallons of gasoline to get one round <laughs> but it is what it is we have this yeah or water we have this yes if you live in a place without water <laughs> good one thomas <laughs> uh we have this lovely scene where they're riding on the horse and she's kind of like asking him about the world before Mm -hmm. um and he's like he's she's like you were in construction and he's like yeah we were contractors he's like everyone loves contractors which i think is funny (laughs) because in everyone else's world it's like yeah the contractor was supposed to come out and do this didn't show (laughs) said he'd be back in a week like I just thought this was a funny bit that they—not that there's anything against contractors, they're lovely people—but I just I, the the smirk he has when he says everybody loves contractors was funny.
1: Well, of course, right? Because Joel's playing it off like a joke, but Ellie is none the wiser, so she mm-hmm. just thinks it's like the coolest thing, and then gives him like the nickname "the contractor," which yeah. I'm assuming has got to be a Liam Neeson movie, right? Like, oh, 100%. Like, I'm the contractor. I have a particular set of skills and it involves hammer and nails.
0: Yes, that's right. That is definitely it, and that was a great Irish accent you just did there. Very Thank you. good, Tom. Um, we go into some explaining of football, which is just wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm. This is actually kind of interesting too. So it's 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 funny that they're just talking about football, but I think there is a deeper meaning here in the idea of Ellie ending it, saying you're moving in one direction, but then Joel has to add, "Yeah, but violently." And it's very much what their journey is, right? Like they're moving from one end of the country to the other and they're doing it violently. So the idea of this small little seemingly kind of throwaway story bit of just explaining the old world has a tie into the journey that they're on.
0: Yep. This game is very much just like a football game. I'm sorry. This (laughs) show is very much like a football game. I'm assuming the video game is much like a football game too.
1: Yeah, in the video game you can like, you know, you get, you pick up footballs on the ground and then you can duct tape knives to them and you throw them at zombies' heads.
0: Yes, that's very good. What was the one where they duct tape stuff to, oh, that's in Three Kings where they duct tape like C4 to nerf footballs. They throw it in the air and shoot it so it explodes. Oh, man, that movie's great too. Um, Joel's explaining college. He's like, I don't know, it's a bunch of young idiots running around trying to find themselves. <laughs> that's great. Um, she's like, oh, what would you want to be? He's like, I wanted to be a singer, which I thought was very funny. Um, this is
1: also—I was just saying—this is another cool bit too, where again the creator of the video games wants to try to tie the main actor that did the voice and motion capture for Joel. His name is Troy Baker, and he's kind of an avid musician and loves music and loves to sing. So Druckman, again, trying to incorporate the real life actors into the characters in the game is is pretty cool.
0: Very cool. Very cool. We see some uh, Jumanji monkeys running around doing <laughs> Jumanji things. Uh, he's like, first time seeing a monkey. She's like, yep. And uh, it's funny to see her like tick off things that other people would, you know, find normal, but she's seeing mm-hmm. for the first time. Yep. The biomedical station has the firefly sign on it. Uh, I don't really understand like are they being subtle like doesn't everyone know what the fireflies are just write fireflies what's going on here Why do we have to <laughs> who's running around with the stencil and spray paint like <laughs> is that easier? Um, I haven't thought
1: about that. I think in the next sequence where they actually walk into like the hospital There's like another stencil thing in the in the background, but it's not straight. It's crooked So I just imagine the guy like doing like hundreds of these across He's like, you know, what? I'm sick and tired of everybody telling me to go up and down with the yeah. going sideways Yeah
0: Did he ever do it? And he's like, ah, that one doesn't look right. And he like (laughs) spray painted over it. And then he like spray painted it again. Uh, And then they drew a smiley face on it. It's actually Banksy. Banksy, that's true. Yes, Banksy Banksy survived in this world. Um, He probably could because no one knows who he is. But uh, there's no guards. They're Mm -hmm. like, uh, something's fishy. It's quiet. It's too quiet. Mm. Ellie's like, gun? Yeah, gun. This is great. And it looks like the Fireflies have cleared out of the old uh, college. There's just monkeys and trash and maps. Lots of maps being very subtle about, hey, we've gone to Salt Lake City. We are here.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, all the little pins kind of saying, like, they were trying to do something here. It didn't work out. So they're packing up their stuff, and they're going to Salt Lake City. And I think you even see a little post-it note on there saying St. Mary's Hospital. So we'll see if they, if they head in that direction
0: classic classic saint mary's hospital some raiders show up outside they try to go out the back one shows up i'm i'm really over listen i'm over people cracking necks in in shows <laughs> it's like i'm pretty sure it's like scientifically impossible but it seems to be a very lazy way. Like Joel's not a superhero; he, he's a contractor, the contractor. Like, how is he? How is he cracking grown men's necks? Like, I don't know. This was just choke him, you know, or hit him in the face with a hammer. I, I, I don't know. I didn't need so violent to crack a neck. Why didn't they beat him to a pulp with a hammer? You know, that's what I. It-
1: it is very tropish. The idea of like you know you can just punch a guy once and he's just knocked out for as long as you need him to be knocked out for your sequence. Uh, but this is yeah where we see you know Joel was battling through the adrenaline here, takes this guy out, but got shanked in the process from this broken bat. And I mean I'm I don't know much about getting shanked, but if you do, I don't think you're supposed to rip it out.
0: Yeah, no, you definitely you definitely keep it in until the youth pastor can come and be like oh yes you got shanked by the popcorn station Uh, let's go get you an animal shaped balloon um like a personal story and then go to the ponies where they ride away just like joel and ellie do um i don't know yeah back to the neck neck cracking thing it's like uh they watched it and he was like strangling the guy and they're like oh just insert a cracking sound and that will mm-hmm. explain what happens here and then the sound guy's like oh i gotta
1: do this again
0: and they then get he, celery like, out he, he like cracks his knuckle yeah celery that's good <laughs> i like that that's i was gonna crack a knuckle but the celery's better <laughs> celery's great i love it with peanut butter
1: no, this, this is a big action sequence in the game. And in the game, as opposed to just like one raider kind of like stabbing you, you end up like falling from two stories high into like this bit of rebar that's like popped out. And the same kind of thing. It gets Joel in the side. But it's 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 a really cool action sequence in the game where Ellie's kind of holding you on her shoulder and kind of dragging you along while raiders are still coming at you. Um, it's a lot of, lot of kind of fun to play. But ultimately ends just how this does of Ellie getting... Joel on this on the horse and then booking it even though Joel is a little worse for wear here.
0: Yep, he seems sleepy. Uh he seems so sleepy that he falls off the horse and dies and Ellie <laughs> is sad uh and she says, "Don't leave me." And he says, "I must go to the gray havens where I will see my fathers." And then he dies. <laughs> so, that's how Joel dies and it was <laughs> sad. And then the music plays. And we will not see Joel or Pedro Pascal ever again in this life, and we mm. are sad.
1: It is like, and I think I mentioned this earlier, where Ellie's responses here are not like, "Joel, are you okay?" "Joel, are you okay?" Um, but she's afraid of having to survive without him, and like, "Hey, you can't do this. I don't know what to do next." And I don't even know where we just, are. Yeah, yeah, just absolutely heart wrenching, and she doesn't doesn't know what to do, and then it just boom fades to black um there's there's another little bit here where this episode ends with the same song that ended the first episode it was never let me down again it was that depeche mode song uh kind of the idea of them playing an 80s song meaning that they're in in duress or something kind of bad is going on which clearly is is the case here um but it's actually sung by craig mason's daughter jessica mason which i thought was kind of interesting beautiful voice and it's a kind of a beautiful kind of play on this song because it was kind of more of an 80s poppy song in the first episode and here it's a much more somber kind of ballad to take out in this episode.
0: Yeah, I didn't know his daughter was in Depeche Mode. That's pretty, pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah, so here's the deal. I don't know if he's dead now. I just know that how these shows go, eventually he has to die. So if he dies in this episode, not going to be surprised. Eventually he's got to die. That's just characters like Joel don't live to be sheep farmers. That's my stance. And I know you can't say anything because you nope. know how this all ends. But Julian's, Julian's prediction is uh, everyone dies. The infected take over. They build a society. <laughs> they become communists. It doesn't work. They all die. And we learn one more time that communism is not sustainable that has been julian's capitalism <laughs> corner thank you uh
1: brilliantly done i'm pretty sure fungi are communists though right don't they like share the ground and resources i could be wrong that like, one Ooh. in oregon definitely is
0: oh you're talking about the plants
1: yeah like the actual mushrooms
0: okay i don't know they can't play <laughs> video games or watch tv so they don't really matter you, you played
1: that uh you played that video game fungi farmer no, I've never played Fungi a guy big, big Facebook game back in the day? Nor day
0: have I played Plants vs. Zombies, which <laughs> seems like a mismatch of this show. But what I do know is I enjoyed this episode. I only got caught up in some of the choices that Joel made, and I think talking through it with you, I guess I see it a little bit more, but mm-hmm. I still was a little bit caught off guard just based on what we've seen of Joel and then some of the decisions he makes. But I did like how... They didn't let Tommy and Ellie go off, and like Joel rides out after him. He was there. Mm-hmm. He's the one that goes, and he got his just desserts. Uh, he got a baseball <laughs> shank to the to the stomach. Which, if had had Tommy gone and Tommy gotten stabbed, he'd be real sad. Joel would be real real sad. So mm-hmm. I think this worked out how it was supposed to. The right person died. The right brother died. Um, <laughs> and I'm not talking about the people that created planes. <laughs> Um, all right. I enjoyed it, Tom. What do we do now? What we do now is, if we miss something, if you have comments, not about any of the corners. We, do want, we don't want emails about any corners. We don't e- want emails about gun corners, menstruation corners, communism corners, or capitalism corners. If you have anything else, you can reach us at Teambindpodcast at gmail.com. Or Tom has all the other ones. Once again, he doesn't let me use them because... He knows I would use them for evil. Tom, what are Mm -hmm. the other ones?
1: Yeah. Team binge or team binge podcasts. We're active on Instagram and Twitter. So join the conversation. Uh, It's been, been fun and we appreciate those folks that have been, been following along. And as always, if you have the time and you enjoy what we do, we always appreciate you guys going through Apple podcast or the podcast of your choice and giving us a rate review. It's always fun. And we, we appreciate when you guys do that as well.
0: Yep. Yep. We do. And, Next week, we will be watching episode seven of The Last of Us, which is called Us. Left Behind. No Joel, because he died. Parentheses, <laughs> the Taylor song or something. The Taylor <laughs> Swift version, I think is what it's Listen, called.
1: It's, that next episode is called Left Behind. Take that take that as you will.
0: Okay. I won't. Left Behind was a series <laughs> with um, Kirk Cameron <laughs> About the rapture, and that's the only thing that it means to me. Um, the last thing I will say is, do you know, Tom, that there is going to be a time in TV shows where they do like sad, slow versions of Taylor Swift songs, just like they're doing to at some point Depeche Mode was Taylor Swift, and like now, these shows, like any of those trailers where they like slow down a pop song and they make it real dramatic eventually they're gonna do that with like taylor swift songs and that's think when that's
1: already a thing man like, that's when i, I see we'll what you're saying old,
0: tom that's but i'm pretty we'll old.
1: <laughs> i'm pretty sure we're already kind of old but yeah, i think that's kind of a thing already
0: old people don't have podcasts that doesn't make any sense tom
1: <laughs> yeah they don't know how to work these fancy microphones <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah yeah these uh these buttons all these switches um, Wait, what does this
1: thing do what is shout, what's this
0: shout out to our sound guy danny thanks for your time uh yep. he's uh interning with us for the winter and summer <laughs> and tom's favorite season spring anyways i've been julian i'm done talking
1: <laughs> and i've been Comrade tom adios everybody <laughs> Uh, all right.
0: I think this is our last podcast, said good night. <laughs> <laughs>